wait a minute, he has a secret circus room? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, Maniacs. How you doing? Are you ready for clowns? Yeah, clowns. Wow. Send in the clowns. Yeah. Midsummer Maniacs is a comedy recap podcast dedicated to the ITV series Midsummer Murders. Each week, we dig into the episode of the show, including the murders, the mayhem, the loonies, and everything else we love. I'm Mark Bell. I'm Sarah Smith-Robbins. And this week, we're talking about Season 20, Episode 6, Send in the clowns. And if you won't let your kids go to the circus, they clearly cannot listen to this podcast. (laughs) If they're traumatized by clowns, like most of us are, they can probably still watch this episode. Okay. I'm going to assert that you are incorrect. Mm. Only 10% in each of the studies that I looked at are, are afraid of clowns. So that is not most of us. There's a difference between being like actually clinically afraid, phobic of clowns yes. and being freaked out by them and preferring not to run into one in an alley. Well, I think yeah. most people would say, I would prefer not to run into a clown in an alley. But I also think they're funny. Okay, that's fine too. And I think you can think both. You can find them funny, but not want, want one in the backseat of your car at night. What I don't want. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> This is an episode. Have the people who wrote this episode, by the way, written by Julia Gilbert, directed by Nick Laughlin, 5.12 million views when it was originally broadcast in the UK on the 14th of January, 2020, in the before time. Just been the before Just time. Just in the before time. Filming August to September 2017. Has Julia Gilbert ever been to a circus? I'm not sure, because she clearly does not know how circuses work. You know, I think most people probably don't know how a real circus works because we see them far more on TV and in movies than actually going to a circus. Okay. Do we understand that circuses move around? Yeah. Okay. Well, this one does not understand that. It does move around. They just got there. Okay. But this is like home turf. It's home turf, but they supposedly own the land. Yeah. And that's why they return there every year as part of their circuit. It's... I think, but everybody knows every like it just because that's their home turf. No, it's every traveling act has a home base. It is both implied and challenged that this circus moves all the time and stays put. (laughs) Before we get into all that detail, just a couple of things up top. Just remember that anything that you buy from the Midsummer Maniac store right now, all profits will go to the World Central Kitchen to feed people in and around Ukraine who need it. Yes. And that the next episode that we will be recording is season 21, episode one, which is an episode that we have a mini episode about. You should listen to that before you watch it. If you haven't watched it before, it's spoiler free. It'll teach you how to watch it like a maniac and probably make the podcast we make after the episode, make a lot more sense. Yes, I'll put the mini episode link in the show notes too and in the reminder that comes out next week. Okay. We are in Swinton Magna. Yes. Big Swinton. So I, <laughs> I, I like how it opens. 
it it opens in that sort of black and white old timey mm-hmm. feel, and then transitions into color, and then does a nice transition on the ringmaster's hat over time. Yeah. It's very filmic. If you're okay with the fact that Joe still wears a hat that he stole from someone. There is that. (laughs) (laughs) So when when Joe and Curtis are little boys, they sneak into a circus, both fall in love with it. Joe goes on to have a career in the circus, but Curtis stays a farmer, a pig farmer. Okay. I asked if the writer has ever been to a circus. I know this writer has never been to a pig farm. (laughs) (laughs) Industrial pig farms are a whole different thing. Oh, I know. I've been to industrial pig farms. I don't doubt it. There's a shot in this. Well, there's no smell vision. Yes, there's a shot in this episode where I say, I know what this smells like. Yeah, yeah. I know exactly what that room smells like. Just kind of a thousand foot overview, right? We've got... A circus that's come to town. This is their home base. This is where they're from, right? So they've come back to do a show. Where they've set up is on part of a farm that Joe Farabee and his brother Curtis own together because their dad died without really leaving a will that was specific enough. So they co-own it or whatever. And they kind of fight about, you know, Curtis is anti-circus and Joe is pro-circus. So the idea is that Joe worked his way up and now owns the circus. Yes, and how do we know it's Farabee Circus? Because it says it everywhere. On the poster. Yes. Which is on the notice board. Yes. Did you see what else was on the notice board? Well, there's the steak dinner. There's a steak dinner. There's guys and dolls. Mm-hmm. A good favorite. Owls in their nest boxes. An illustrated talk. That's oh. one we've seen before, too. A new one, which is pudding and wine evening at Kemble Cottage in Aspen Towel. Pudding and wine? Yes. Pudding and wine. You get dessert you get a serving of dessert and wine for your price. Nice. Yep. And also park safely, not on the junctions. It's part of some sign. It's like a safety sign. But we notice... Is that don't park at the intersection? I think so. Okay. We notice the Barnaby's not really uh, into the circus. No. Doesn't like clowns. No. He has... I can't... It's hard to say. Coolrophobia. Fear of people on stilts or clowns. Yes. Sure. One of my favorite scenes from this episode is Book Girl. Well, yeah. So the clown steps out. He's got a lollipop and a machete, and she drops her library books and runs. Wouldn't you? Well, the machete is clearly fake, though. I don't care. (laughs) It's not friendly. He's not offering her cotton candy so glommed on (laughs) glommed on to the whole circus thing is this notion of weird clown showing up Mm -hmm. right and we find out later that this weird clown is actually moisten moisten who has the his name is mostin but i can't help calling moisten he has the worst name it's just horrific he's a butcher okay he runs the (laughs) abattoir okay but he has the gross dungeon And I don't care what he says he's doing down there. It's so gross. It's not hygienic. There shouldn't be blood and and raw meat in the dark. There's so many fly sounds down there. So many fly sounds. Okay, we'll get to that. Okay. Okay. We go back to the circus. When Barnaby and Winter are looking at the CCTV, did you notice what Barnaby said about another 
situation in Finchmere. Mm-hmm. Like the zombie invasion in Finchmere. Yes. <laughs> Why don't we get that episode? I want to see the zombie invasion of Finchmere. I, I do too. And I looked. There's no reference to it in the Finchmere episode. Of course not. So, so Joe Farabee is the owner of the circus, but he's also the ringmaster. So the people at the circus are Joe. He's the ringmaster. Yeah, and his brother is the one who owns the farm and his wife, Freya. So those yes. are the Farabees, yes. right? And then at the circus. And we Joe have- has a son, Harry, who helps Sherlock. run the circus. Who is Sherlock from Murdoch. Yes. There's a rhyme for you. <laughs> he played Sherlock Holmes. In the Murdoch mystery, He's fantastic in Sherlock Holmes. And I really like this actor. And I think he's so underutilized. His name's Andrew Gower. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and he's really good. Though, whoever did his hair for this one, they were like, we shouldn't part his hair on his ear, but just above it would be good. Just above it. But when he and Curtis, who is his uncle, sit together, they look related. Yeah. But Joe doesn't look to be related to either of them. They may look related, But did you notice that the first part of that conversation, like the first, we're getting way off track already. When they're sitting by the fence having that discussion, Mm -hmm. the first half of it, it's like he's never met this person in his life. And then the second half, they realize, oh, wait a minute, you're my nephew. (laughs) Yeah, we've probably talked before. Yeah. So speaking of ringmasters, I learned that, okay, what year do you think the Ringling Brothers Circus, which has got to be one of the best known circuses in the world, yeah. had their first woman as a ringmaster? Ooh. Oh, now. Which assumes that they have had a woman ringmaster. I'm going to say 86. 2017. 2017. Oh, yeah. that's horrific. But she's fantastic. Oh, I'm sure she is. Look her up. She's awesome. When was the first time you went to the circus? I've never been to a circus. You've never been to the circus? Nope. Nope. Never a real circus. In, in By the time I was old enough to go, people already understood that they mistreated animals and Cirque du Soleil wasn't a thing yet. Yes. So, so there was, I mean, peri- now you can, I, I, oh, let me take that back. I have been to a circus. I was 21 and I was in Las Vegas and it was at the Circus Circus Hotel. They have a circus there every day. Yep. So between, I would say, 80 and 95, there's a period of circus problematic stuff. Mm-hmm. And I would... Like I said before, that I saw that freak show in like 83. Mm-hmm. But like that is the end of freak shows. Yeah. But I saw a circus in 86. And this is a bet winning circus because I saw the Moscow Circus in Moscow in 86. Oh, yeah. And it was upsetting. I bet. Like I saw bears performing. Yeah. And it was, I, did, I didn't like it. It's wrong. But the acrobats that I saw were amazing. Like when I was a kid, I was really into like for some reason the late seventies were really into circuses. Like any show like Columbo or anything, always had a circus. Always episode. had a circus episode. It's because they were traveling people, and so they were always suspicious. Yep. There's in Diamonds Are Forever. They go to circus circus, and there's a whole circus part to that. Mm-hmm. And I always loved the acrobats, but it was on TV all the time. Yeah. Like in the 70s. It was a really There were big a lot of circus acts on TV shows. And then you had this weird thing, which was Circus of the Stars, which is bad. insane. So bad. <laughs> Let, let's get actors to be circus performers. It was very strange. I saw the Moscow Circus with, like, the clowns were clearly of a different type of humor than we were used to. Mm-hmm. 
because I remember everybody returning after that in Moscow going, those clowns were really upsetting. Mm. And I remember them being very upset. What did they do? They were very much in the crowd. Oh. So they were running up like, it was a, it, the, the Moscow circus at that time didn't travel. It had a, a permanent, a permanent yeah. spot downtown in Moscow. You mean they didn't understand that circuses were supposed to travel? No. Obviously, <laughs> Julia went to this circus too. And and so they were they were super chaotic and super kinetic. Mm. And I remember being like, ooh. Like the bears were upsetting already because they had cages on their face. Yeah. And I really felt bad for the bears. And then the clowns came. But then luckily... There was acrobats at the end to make it better, but woof, woof. It was eighty six. Was late to see a circus. Well, one of the acts you see in this flashback at the beginning of this episode are quick change artists. Yeah, did you notice them? Yes, they're super good. They do two. They do three outfits in like eight seconds. Yeah, I don't understand that though as a circus act because really it's it's an exhibition in amazing costume design. That's all it is. Well. Much With like some Ra- flourishes. Much like Raul, perhaps they are human illusionists. <laughs> As, I want to see an inhuman illusionist. <laughs> so at one point in time, Joe, the, the, ringmaster. the ringmaster, calls Raul, who's like Jed from Swindon or something. His name's Ray, yeah. A human illusionist, as opposed to a salamander illusionist. <laughs> This is a dog who does illusionist tricks. <laughs> that I would pay for. Well, and you've got Groucho and Aucho, the clowns, right? Yes. And they're like the leading act. They're what the, the circus is known for. Though I don't know why, because they don't do anything interesting at all. They, except they just suddenly have guns. You yeah. know, that's kind of upsetting. Well, I would say that Groucho, the clown dressed in white, mm-hmm. right? I would say that he is, that's that traditional, his costuming is really good. Yeah. Well, he's the classic kind of French black and white clown. And then Aucho is more of the American brightly colored red nose kind of clown. Yeah. But Aucho has a drinking problem. Yes. And Groucho confronts him about it, takes his flask away, says no drinking before a performance. And then to show his dedication, it appears that Alcho pours an entire bottle of whiskey into his own crotch. Uh, he pours it onto the floor, which I don't know if it's better if he pours it <laughs> on his crotch or on the floor. It looks like he's pouring it on his crotch. Like, hey, like, why wouldn't you pour it outside? Now he's got a puddle of whiskey at his dressing table. Yeah, that's that, that's reek. not good. It would smell it so would bad. reek of whiskey so bad. Yeah. In my notes, Sherlock. <laughs> I it really it, it, speaking of upsetting when Alcho pulls the gun out, even though it just goes bang and has the flag on it. Yeah, it still felt like it escalated quite a bit. Like you hit me with a pie, so I'm going to kill you. Well, that's, that's not fun. That's that's part of clowns. Is it? Yeah, it is. That extreme violence is part of clowns? Well, Groucho has decided he's moving on. Yes. He's underpaid. He's underappreciated. And if he moves on, that means his wife, Daniela, and his daughter, Sophia, would go too. Now, Daniela just does tickets now because she used to be famous. She used to be one of the acrobats yes. with her twin sister, Elsa, who died in an accident. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. This is Midsummer. Do you think that accident is related to the motive of the killing? No. Yes. No. But she is like, like that is a weird scene in their trailer. First of all, their trailer is fantastic. 
It's all white. It's all white. It has so many knickknacks. It's full I'm like, of breakables. If you drove that anywhere. Everything would break. So they must not drive it anywhere. <laughs> so is it a circus or not a circus? It's one of the many things. You just want to make the argument that they don't go anywhere, don't you? Yeah. What's weird about that argument is he's saying, we have to go to Geronimo's, mm -hmm. another circus, which clearly, and I'm not being facetious here, is not here. No. We're leaving. Yeah. And she says no. Yeah. Like, it's like their family is ending. There. She's choosing the circus over her husband because and, she thinks she owes Joe loyalty. And somehow they kind of forget about that and then do one more show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, well, you know, I hmm, guess I'm leaving. I guess we're splitting up guess the act. Guess our marriage is over. But it doesn't matter because he dies before they can do anything about it. At one point, somebody says, Sophia, that's the daughter, right? Yeah. Is acting funny. I'm like, her father was murdered yesterday in front of her. The day after, she saw her parents break up in front of her. Like, I would be acting funny. She needs some Sherlockin. I think he's more like a brother to her, but you yeah. You think so? Yeah, I do. Okay. I do. So then Sarah and John go out to dinner. Yes. And the power goes out at the okay. restaurant. And then the clown is outside the window. And it's, okay, so the woman who works at the restaurant is Freya. Freya. She's the wife of the ringmaster's brother. And she's clearly having an affair with somebody. Raul. We, we find out it's the human illusionist. <laughs> but at this point, we don't know who it is. No. And she gets a text that says, I can't wait any longer. I can't wait any longer. And then the lights go out and the crazy clowns out. It's, it is possible to think that she's having a relationship with the crazy clown. Yeah. That he's outside going, is it time? Is it time? Is it time? I can't wait any longer. And she's like, okay, go ahead. And then he turns the power off. And, and I don't understand. Please, I don't understand this. There is a printed form later that has the circus on <laughs> Mm -hmm. How can you have a printed form with a circus on it if you don't direct, deliver to that circus all the time? And there are daily checks to deliver to the circus. This is uh, Mostyn's delivery sheet. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So he's delivering meat to the circus and like as if it's a regular client that he delivers to all the time. Which you wouldn't do if they moved around. Anyway... <laughs> Okay, you made your point. Okay, but more important is what is his beef with the with the guy who runs the pub? Ashley? Ashley. What is his beef with Ashley? Yeah, because my understanding is that he dresses up as a clown to, to be a thief, to break in places. And? Right. And because Ashley is somehow using different meat, but he's on the delivery sheet too. <laughs> I mean, the, the whole thing about turning the power off and terrorizing the restaurant is just to get back at Ashley, right? But why? I don't know. I, I don't know. Moisten doesn't have very good motives. He's just creepy all over the place. And then at the end, he's like, well, then you stole some stuff. He goes, oh, yeah, old habits die hard. What? <laughs> I'm like, look, arrest me for stealing stuff so you don't know about the bodies in the basement. Okay. <laughs> it's pig's blood, I swear. Especially because there is what feels like a 12-minute long walk down that hallway into the den of grossness. Yes. 
They, well, and then everybody so at much the, time is given to him, and he's just nothing? no. He's the creepy clown. Yeah, but, but and a why? But we still don't know why. Why did he scare a library girl? I don't know. He just wants to make the circus look bad. Uh, I, I guess. I, why does he hate the circus? He delivers because to his them. boss hates them. Why do they deliver? Because they, they need, they need meat. They need hot How dogs. How many times have we seen on this show, especially? Well, I don't like them, so I don't deliver to them. Yeah. I don't do business with them. Yeah. The parish council is up in arms over the fact that Ashley can't catch a clown. It's not his job to catch the clown. Well, and the best part is Moisten goes there and I know. <laughs> for not catching the clown. I'm like, but you're the clown. You're the dude. clown. And like, okay, <laughs> who is the clown? Daniela's not the clown. No. Raul's not the clown. No. Easy. Freya's not the clown. We know Freya's not mm-hmm. the clown. Harry would not be the clown. It can't be Ashley. Okay. Les is not going to demean his craft. No. By doing that. Sophia's not the clown. Joe's not the clown. <laughs> it only could be Moisten. If it's somebody in that in the character list, yes. They so kind of narrowed it down. We immediately know it's him. It's Betty. It's Betty. On I have to wee. On stilts. <laughs> Do we ever see Betty and the clown in the same scene? Uh, mm-hmm. Don't we will discuss the last scene. Okay. I have a big problem with the last scene. Okay. So Daniela's trailer gets trashed yep. and robbed. Of the two hearts beat as one pendants. Right. The lockets that she and her twin sister. Wow, had. is this a rabbit hole? Oh my. Yeah, so one of the lockets says two souls with but a single thought, and the other one says two hearts that beat as one. And everybody's like, Keats, right? Keats, Keats, Keats. Before we go there, that is a romantic notion. Yes. Not a my twin sister sister notion. Now, we can say that, but we don't have identical twins. I know, but still, it felt weird to me. I don't know. I'm okay with it. I can imagine twins, identical twin sisters thinking, we have the same thoughts, we have the same heart. I guess so. Well, I, I can see that. Qu- John Keats and his identical twin brother, Jimmy Keats. It ain't Keats. <laughs> it is not. It's not Keats. Keats, okay? I don't know why Keats gets attributed. Let me tell you, because I sunk quite a bit of time that I will never get back into looking into this. What's, what's bad is we both did. So first, my first thought is two hearts, two hearts that beat as one. Our lives have just begun. Which is Lionel Richie and Diana Ross in Endless Love. But that's not where it's from. No. And it's not from Keats. And it's not from you too. No. That's the other two hearts beat as one off the war record. Side two, single number two, right there. Nerd. That song is a good song. So you went down the rabbit hole, but were unsuccessful. I went down the rabbit hole and came out the other side. Are you ready? Two souls with but a single thought, two hearts that beat as one is not from Keats. No. Okay. Okay. I don't know why people think it is. Maybe he has a line similar to it and people misunderstand it, but it's not. So it's not Keats. Though on Pinterest, you would think Keats wrote. Keats did it. Or on lovequotes.com or quotable.com or Pinterest or Instagram or whatever. Well, the, and the thing is, John Keats is a good writer. Yeah. He wrote a whole bunch of stuff. But it's all wrong. He's got lots of quotes. Let me tell you where it comes from. Okay. It was written by a man 
whose name is Baron Elijah Franz Joseph von Munch Bellinghausen, who went by the pen name Friedrich Holm. Holm. He wrote a play called Der Son der Wildnis in 1842, which is translated to the Son of Wilderness. Yes. That was then adapted to the English stage by Maria Lovell and became known as Ingomar the Barbarian. Then was made into a silent film directed by D.W. Griffith in 1908. Is this Nature Boy? Is this related to Nature Boy? Sort of. Kind of, yeah. So Maria Lovell gets a lot of credit for it too, but she didn't write it. She translated it. And it translates to, what love is, if thou wouldst be taught, thy heart must teach alone. Two souls, but with a single thought, two hearts that beat as one. It's very romantic. Yeah. And let me tell you, it's right at the very, very, very end of Act Two. Yep. So when I'm looking for this, everything says Act Two, Act Two, Act Two, Act Two. And I'm like, okay, I'm looking for it. I find a a digital version of this play from whenever, 1842. And I'm, there's no OCR on it, so I can't search it. So I'm like scrolling through the entire act two. And it's the very freaking end of the act. I had to read the whole thing looking for it. And now, so Keats, but I found it. Keats is before this guy. He's not, they overlap, but. Yeah, Friedrich Holm is 1806 to 1871. And Keats is like 1780 to. I don't know. 18 something. All I know is, is it ain't Keats. It's not so, Keats. If you guys are in the pub quiz and somebody says two hearts that beat as one and the pub master wants to say it's Keats, you get your damn point. Yeah. You tell them it's Friedrich Holm. Holm. And you wrestle that quiz master to the ground and beat him until he gives it's you your Keats. point. No. Because you know better. Because we told you. And I have three English degrees. Yep. I know this shit. I'm not taking it. <laughs> so the Barnabies go. <laughs> and I'm bitter because of how long it took me to figure that out. <laughs> The Barnabies go to the circus. Mm -hmm. And the first thing I'm like, this show is in a different order than the earlier show. Why would they do that? I don't know. Just to switch it up for variety. I don't know. Make sure to check your wives. Like the whole Raul thing bothers me. I don't think he's attractive at all. No. And they act like he's like awesome, handsome Lothario man. Yeah. he's. They imply he's Cuban at one point. I'm like. No, he's not. The Cuban Casanova. I'm like, you've not seen anyone from Cuba <laughs> in your entire life. No, no. But I would have to say there is that subtle kind of racism that runs through circuses. That's authentic, isn't it? Yes. Unfortunately. unfortunately. Yeah. So Sarah and Betty go off to take a wee and Groucho and Aucho come out and traumatizing John. And then one of them kills the other in front of him. Yes. Whammo. Blam. <laughs> Groucho goes down. Mm -hmm. I like that. So Joe explains that Alcho was the prop master because everybody has what he calls a shirt sleeve job and a spangles job, right? That to me is the best part of the episode. It's that is the most authentic circus thing. You have the- to assume, yep. yeah, that everybody has a job other than just being a performer. You need all hands on deck all the time. They have to move everything. They have to help each other out. So what would your Spangles job be in a circus if you had to be in the circus? If I had to be in the circus, mm-hmm. I'd probably be a clown. I'm kind of bigger guy who's funny and exaggerates. Would you enjoy it? It's fun. You get to amuse children. And what would your shirt sleeve job be? 
Probably painting signs or stuff like that. Because you're so good at that? uh, Something. (laughs) What do you think my spangled job would be? What would I be good at? You would be the illusionist's assistant. assistant. Would I be a human illusionist? (laughs) A human illusionist's assistant. And what about my shirt sleeve job? Probably. Sewing costumes. Sewing costumes and stuff like that. Yeah. There's more interesting jobs. But at least we don't have to muck out the, the animal pens. There are no animals in this circus. Did you notice that? Yeah. I got about halfway through and I'm like, wait a minute. There's no animals in this circus. No, only Raul. He's obviously an animal. They say he's a human, but he's not. I, I still don't understand why um, cholerophobia is the fear of clowns when it translates into, really, the fear of limbs, not even stilts. It's those long limbs. Yeah, yeah. but that's not what clowns are known for. It, it wasn't added to the OED until 2010 as a word, and it's never been in the DSM. It's it's not yeah, this, an acknowledged this phobia. all relatively new. Like, the... The European Journal of Pediatrics has the first study in 2017. Yeah. And it's all Stephen King's fault. It is. It's it. It's Pennywise. Because, wow, that book. Traumatized many a generation. I think we're on like the third generation of people traumatized by Pennywise. Living in a small town where I was isolated from other people and had a very small group of friends, reading it was upsetting. Yeah, I bet. Wow. Did you look at, did you not want to look at a sewer grate again? I was impressed by Floor's reenactment of the shooting with the lasers and everything. Yeah, she is lasers. Figuring out the trajectory of the bullets and all that good stuff. And then we get to Ashley Denton and the gun club, the worst designed gun club I've ever seen. Okay. Where there is a path between the shooters and the targets. I have in my notes, why are they shooting across a road or path? (laughs) And then I was reminded of a video from Tom Scott. If you don't know who Tom Scott is, he's a very interesting cat. He's a YouTuber from England who started out, he did quiz shows. Yeah. In in England. But uh, now he goes around the world doing like, here's something you didn't know. Yeah, he's... He's super interesting. Yeah. He's a great presenter. Absolutely. And he did a video on the Brun Laus Lislau shooting range in Switzerland where the targets are on the other side of a major road. You shoot over a highway. You shoot over a highway. Remind me never to drive on that road in Switzerland. <laughs> That's so scary. But that gun club is like It's just some targets in the woods. Yes, it's just some targets in the woods. And it just I just, it doesn't need to be there. They didn't need to have a crest. It just, it's weird. I don't. By the way, someone's trying to burn down the circus. (laughs) What? Paraffin rags. I don't think Moisten's abattoir is up to code. Okay. Which part of Moisten's abattoir are you? Moisten's part of it. Okay. Because I know that the industrial, like, shoot of death is probably pretty accurate. No. No? No. It's Um, not how you do it. Are you sure they don't do it that way? They may do it now, but like... I know in big factory farms, they're pretty efficient. They certainly don't have a robotic arm that puts it on a hook. No, they don't have that. That is the greatest part of sci-fi that has ever been in this episode. Notice they don't show the big fun claw that grabs the dead pig and hangs it up. No, No. I kept going, why is he on the hook? (laughs) Because the robot arm put him up there. 
Robot arm. <laughs> okay, I can safely say there were no robotic arms on the farm I grew up on. Why is the top of the gas chamber made out of glass? I don't so know. So you can watch? So you can watch, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I know that there's a, a real move towards being more humane in those big farms, but no. I think a window of death is not cool. Okay. And I like meat. First of all, pig farm is a going concern. Yes, one person can't run it. One, two people can't run it. At best, they have two people working at this farm. Because No, because all Moisten does is butcher. And he goes and does deliveries, too. Yeah, Curtis is running that entire farm all by himself. But remember, that's an ongoing thing in Midsummer. One person can run a giant farm all by themselves. Okay, the piggies are also way too freaking clean. (laughs) (laughs) Piggies are not that clean. They wash those piggies. I'm glad they did. I'm glad those piggies got a nice bath. They they are very nice piggies. But the the, the thing that disturbed me most about Moisten's setup was that he has a sculpture in his room. Oh, the statue in yes. the abattoir yes. of the pig? Yes, in a bow tie. Who's also a butcher? Yes. What does that pig serve? I don't know. Other pigs? Human illusionists? <laughs> now that you mention that, Cannibal pigs. Speaking of cannibals, I know, scary, isn't it, when I say something like that? I was looking into clown duos, clown teams. Yes. Because I'd never heard of two clowns working together, but it didn't seem to be it that. always seemed to be like a troop of clowns. It doesn't, well, but it didn't seem that far-fetched that yeah. there'd be a pair of clowns who are known for working together, like an Abbott and Costello. An Aucho and Groucho work. Yeah, an Aucho and Groucho work. But So I was wondering if they were kind of based on like a real pair of clowns. So I was searching for clown duos, clown pairs, clown teams, and I found a clown team. Okay. And fell into a disturbing hole. Okay. So you know about the Negro baseball leagues. Yes. Right? So during, it was the teens, 20s, and 30s. 30s, yes. In America. Right. It wasn't until 40s that baseball was integrated. Right. So prior to that. There was a whole separate league for Negro For black baseball players. They were on teams with one another rather than being integrated. Yes. Right? And Jackie Robinson raised up through the ranks of those teams right. to then go play in Brooklyn. Right. So during that time, there was a team in Indianapolis Okay. here in Indiana called the Indianapolis Clowns. Oh, which is so entertainment racism around black people, especially is centered around at this period these songs that are performed by men in blackface clown makeup. You're talking about minstrel shows. Minstrel shows. Yes. Yeah. This so team, the very name of the team is racist. Well, the Indianapolis Clowns were more like Harlem Globetrotters, but baseball. Oh, okay. So they were like way better than everybody Yes. Else. So mm-hmm. they would play local teams and just mess with them the whole time okay. because they were incredible. Yeah. Right. So they could do tricks and still score home runs. But the other team that was similar to this was the Zulu Cannibal Giants baseball tribe. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. They played in grass skirts. Oh, this is overt racism written all over it. And tribal war paint. And this was when? The 30s and 40s. Yeah. So this is my parents' lifetime. 
other black teams looked down on the cannibals because they were thought that the team perpetuated the worst negative stereotypes. The team was very popular with the public. Most of the players were African-American or Cuban, but some Caucasian players joined them over the years. So they actually integrated, reverse integrated, before... Before the major teams. Made MLB did. But for a white player to play on the Zulu Cannibal Giant baseball tribe, they had to blackface. Oh. So they fit the rest of the team. It just gets horrendously worse. That's incredibly complicated, isn't it? Yeah, it is. You know? But they were acknowledged as being amazing athletes, but the only way they could be known for their athleticism was to be a joke, a racist Mm. joke. Well, and... This is around the same time as the women's leagues beginning yes. as well, too. Well, that was because all the men went to war yeah. and all that was left to play baseball were women, yeah. right? Yeah. But I was like looking, you know, clown duos, clown teams, and then it was like, what? Yeah, that's a record scratch moment. The Indianapolis clowns. Wait, the Zulu cannibal giants baseball tribe? What? what wait. What we've learned is there's no crying in baseball, but there sure is a lot of racism. Man. There's no limit to the racism. That was crazy nutsy Bobo. I encourage you to give him a Google because they were incredibly accomplished players. Yeah. They could do things that other players just could not do. Yeah. But unfortunately, the only place they could show that skill was in a team that was a joke. It's unfortunate. So the clown throws a brick through the window of the restaurant with a bloody note. Which is weird that they know it's pig blood. It's just so many wrong things. But it's at night. Yes. Right? The, the waiters, the cooks, they're all sitting around having a beer after the, after, after the close yep. of the restaurant, right? Yeah. And then what happens? What's next? Winter chasing the clown. This is clearly the fastest clown in the West. <laughs> well, first it's like, wait a minute, the clown broke the window at night and now winter's chasing it and it's the daytime. Well, it's a pub, so it closes at 11. Night. <laughs> Outside the window. And I'm like, wait a minute, time jump, hold <laughs> yeah. on. And then I listened real closely and Winter is telling Barnaby about the brick. And he said, there was no sign of the clown last night. And then he's out of the car chasing the clown. Oh, they see him when he's running down the, the street. But, That's right. but it's the next day. But it's the next day. But so, at first, if you don't notice that. I guess the clown's been out all night hiding somewhere. I get, why would he walk around? Okay, to run a pig farm. <laughs> <laughs> That's this why guy does everything but run the pigs. That's for. why he's running. He's got to get home and feed the pigs. Running in clown shoes has to be incredibly difficult. But apparently he's like the $6 million clown. Well, then I'm watching footage of people running charity runs in clown shoes. These incredible athletes falling all over themselves because they decided well, to no dress wonder, up as clowns. No wonder the one shoe fell off. And then I found out that there's this awesome, like, distance running shoe that people call clown shoes, but they're not. It's just because they're brightly colored and they're kind of big. I fell down that rabbit hole. And then I found these people in Florida who are, like, the world-renowned clown shoemakers and how they make the shoes by hand. What is wrong with me? (laughs) Clearly, Winter would have caught the clown. Gosh, yes. But they they missed an opportunity there. They could have done what they should have done. Is make that Keystone Cops. Make it like goofy. Like he should have gone in one door and come yep, out another door. Totally. <laughs> like it should have been over the top. Or he should have like jumped into a dumpster and come out as Moisten, like quick change man. Yeah. Or 
the the abattoir's truck should have been parked on one of those streets. Yeah. So he dove into that, but Winter didn't know that and ran past it. That's what should have happened. That little avatar truck is kind of cute, though. Well, yeah. Too bad it's full of pig's blood and flies and blech. Did you notice that when they do the next circus scene, okay, so this is when Ashley volunteers to be run through with the sword. Mm-hmm. Not how it is. Worse. No. Raul. <laughs> You human illusionist. <laughs> Let's face it. He's Ray. Ray doesn't know anything no. except how to wear really tight, high pants. Yeah. There are two guys in the crowd that have full beards. Yes. Like crazy grizzly Adam beards. Yeah. Okay. They recruited the extras for the circus at an old folks home. Yeah, they did. <laughs> I noticed Because everybody in the audience is well over 65. Yep. And they're like... I am at the circus. I am holding a flyer. I, too, am at the circus. I am holding popcorn. And otherwise, they could be anywhere because they're just sitting there. (laughs) Why is there a blow-up alien? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand that either. But uh, so Joe is trying to talk Sophia into doing the silks, the trick that Elsa did when she died. Do you know how old silks are in acrobatics? I would say they're very long. Very old. You think so? I like do. Like, how far back do you think they go? Maybe 19th century. France in the 1980s. Oh, really? 40 years. So, silk and noose is a weird phrase. Well, yeah. It's like a trick that kills you. And by the way. <laughs> it never goes around her neck. I could see the silk and noose searches veering off into areas Oh, I that's didn't a dangerous go. search. No, 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 no. No. I was like. Nope, not clicking no. on that. Not it's 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 one of those tricks where the acrobat wraps themselves up in the fabric while cinching it around like their leg and their waist, and then they're able to unroll themselves. So they're going, they're coming down as they unroll. Yeah. But that cinch stops them at the last minute. And, and we've both a, seen this performed in real life. Who I had a student who did silks. Yeah. And you know. Was completely safe. Yeah. I mean, I think to go from the very like top of the silk to the very bottom of the silk is probably really dangerous. But I've seen acrobats unwrap like a few times, many, many times. That's a common thing that they do. Right. But no, they they weren't. it, It was in France in the 1980s. There was a circus with acrobats and the the director of the acrobats was told that they needed to reinvigorate the act and fix it up, and he went away and thought about it, and when he came back... It's very Cirque Soleil. He had the silks, so, and, well, Cirque Soleil is French, right? Yeah. So it makes sense. It's Canadian, actually, but... French-Canadian. No. It is so Cirque de Soleil. Yes. It's not Circus of the Sun from <laughs> Ottawa. You know your marriage is bad when you have to keep a burner phone taped to the underside of a drawer. How do you get that out? If it's a good dresser, it has a lip on the bottom of the drawer. And so you got to open this. This is the kind of person I am. I'm like, so you got to open up two drawers to get the one. No, you pull the drawer out and you dump it out on your bed and unduct tape the phone from the underside of but it. But how does it get out <laughs> if there's a phone on the bottom of That's it? That's what I'm saying. If it's if it's a well-made dresser, the sides extend past where the bottom of the dresser, the bottom of the drawer does because the bottom of the drawer slides in to the sides. That's yeah. how they're constructed. So there's a lip around the bottom that's like an inch. Which is not, you're not going to be able to pull it out. Yeah, you can because it sits on the sides. <sighs> oh my gosh. Do we need to go look at a dresser? 
Everybody, look at your dresser. I still think it would be difficult at very simplest. All I know is that if you get to that end, maybe your marriage is over. Maybe. If you have a burner phone that you hide like that, you got to kind of analyze your situation. Well, Curtis is such an irritating person anyway. Yeah, he is. He's not really redeemable. Wait a minute. He has a secret circus room? What? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What? Mark, he's only mean and bitter because he wishes he ran away to the circus, but he had to stay behind and be responsible and run the farm. What? (laughs) What is that (laughs) secret circus room? And why is this farm filled with secret rooms in the underground? If only there were like flashbacks to Curtis and his coveralls sitting in the basement (laughs) putting on clown makeup. That would have been awesome. But then we would all thought he was the crazy clown. Yeah, exactly. That would have been a good red herring. It would have been kind of a John Wayne Gacy moment, but it would have been a good red herring. There are enough John Wayne Gacy moments with the weird meat room. Well, meanwhile, Moisten is running. He has the scary basement because he's selling black market pig's blood for black pudding. Mom, mom, I got a part. I bought some pig's blood. I can only imagine, like, does he dress as a clown when he delivers it? I don't know. (laughs) Maybe that's his racket. He runs around like a clown, so people will run away from him, except the people who are in the know, wink, wink, and know he's got jars of blood hidden in his jacket, (laughs) because they're just fiending for that black pudding. Have you ever had it? No. It's not good. No. And, And I can say I tasted it before I knew what it was. Yeah. And it, it wasn't good. No, I don't. Uh. And then I knew what it was, and it really wasn't Blood good. Blood always has that metallic taste to it. Yeah, and so. even cooked in the sausages and stuff. So we go back. People to, might like it. I didn't like it. We go back to the cop shop, and there's a picture on the board that I'm like, who the hell is that? It's Aucho. What? Aucho. When he's being sophisticated. <laughs> Aucho didn't have glasses. Ever. Aucho doesn't have a beard, goatee. A goatee. It's like Alcho's headshot as an actor yeah. when he's playing an academic. So Groucho's picture. <laughs> the, so they have on the on the incident board, they have Groucho and Alcho in makeup. And mm-hmm. then overlapping each of those photos is them out of makeup. Yeah. So that you know that Groucho is Groucho and Alcho is Alcho. Mm-hmm. So, and they show Groucho before this. Mm-hmm. And it is a picture from that episode. Yeah. But the picture for Aucho, for Mel, for Les, yeah. is not Les as we've seen him in this episode. Ever. He has a big round face, big nose. Drunk. He looks like an old alcoholic he in the looks episode. Like an but, old but the picture is is his actor's headshot yes, from fifteen can, years you ago. You can find it on IMDB. You can, because it is one of his headshots. His, the actor's name is Mike Grady. It's, Do you know what he's best known for? No. He's best known for being Sir Robert Norrenby in hundreds of Thomas and Friends. Oh. He is I the didn't voice. Know. Of Sir Sir Robert, who is a land-owning uh, gentleman scum. archaeologist, yes, adventurer, yes, in Thomas the Tank Engine, and now he's out, Joe. That shot, I was just like, I took pictures of it. I was just like, <laughs> who the hell is that guy? They were like, oh crap! Did anybody get a picture of him? Now he's offset, and we can't get him back. We're gonna have to use his headshot on the murder board. Ugh. 
<laughs> they must have. They must have been really aggravated. He's by off that. wandering around in trailers. Yeah, what is he doing in somebody else's trailer? Being and then, sad. And then he goes, "Oh, well, I told her this thing that was really personal, and I'm not going to tell you what that is," and leaves. And then you forget about them. Mm-hmm. Like it's Chekhov's secret. Yeah, his wiffle ball mat. <laughs> but, but. I love Sherlock's speech about his little goth circus. It sounds cool. It sounds I want to go to it, Harry's circus. Like a much better circus than what they have. But I also understand Joe saying, "No, we're a circus for families." Well, and and it's that, just a very different kind of thing. And like clearly it's a reference to Jim Rose circus sideshow. Yeah. Like it, it is the gothic circus. It is what saved circuses before Cirque du Soleil. Right. Right. They made them adult. And they made scary. Them edgy and scary yeah. and brought freak show elements into it. So I like that writing. Yeah. That, that That's great writing. But And I think Harry is genuine in wanting to save the family business. Yeah. But Joe is just not going to hear it because no. what he wants to do is so different and there's no meeting in between. Raul is Ray Dawkins. Yes. Who has like two wives and like 20 illegitimate children that he's not supporting. So he's a loser. So now Freya is like put her marriage in trouble and she's got flights booked and a secret phone and everything else for this guy who's an absolute loser. Yeah. I'm disappointed in her as a character. I think she should be smarter than that. I agree. She should see right through him. Plus, how did she know him if he was traveling all over the country? (laughs) (laughs) I hate to bring it up again. Again? Check that off on your bingo card. <sighs> but the real cause of everything is Elsa, yes. right? So Daniela's sister died doing this silken noose trick. The safety checks were not in place. And so she fell. They both fell. But Daniela survived and Elsa died. Yeah. Right? Because there's no net. Yes. I guess, like, that's not a safety check. There's no net. Yeah. If there should be one, it isn't there. Everybody should notice that. Yeah. So I can only think that they had like a safety line on so they couldn't fall all the way. But I don't know how that would work with silks. It would get tangled up in them. I don't know what safety precautions should have been taken. That wasn't. Okay. If I'm an acrobat in a traveling circus and I'm doing something that is death defying, Mm -hmm. I am checking the safety harness. Yourself. Myself. Yeah. And I'm having other people check it. Yeah. Well, Alcho was supposed to do it. Didn't. Joe knew he didn't, but signed off that it had been done because otherwise the circus would have lost everything, right? And Danielle is known. Yeah. But how long has she known? Well, you see... She's known since Aucho told her. Yeah. Recently. Yeah. And that's what made her decide to kill everybody. Yes. That is the inciting incident, which they had to drop in there because if not, why didn't she kill these people years ago? Yeah. So Groucho admits it, but Alcho is the one who was supposed to do it. So he gets shot. Yeah. And that's her husband. Yeah. So not only did she choose the circus over her husband, but now she kills her husband for her sister. Which that scene makes more sense when you find out that she was planning on killing him. Yes. Then it makes more sense. Yeah. But really, she could have lied and said, okay, we'll go, but we have to do one more show. Or something like that. Right. But she knew she was killing him then. Yeah. Then she, Curtis is an accident. Curtis is an accident. But she also doesn't try to save him, which she could have. So Curtis and Ashley are both accidents. Well, Ashley, Ashley's death was meant to be Joe. 
Yeah. Why did she think Joe was going to go into the sword he cabinet? Because always did it before. Oh, they, they do okay. make mention. Of okay, it. I missed that. So Sherlock she, says something. So about she that. rigs one of the swords so that it yeah. won't collapse yes. like it's supposed to. Yeah. And so Ashley gets stabbed Not through how the heart. That trick works, by the way. Sometimes it does. Sort of. I know sometimes yeah. they contort themselves yeah. so that the swords can't touch them, but yeah. I think sometimes they're collapsing swords. But wow, Ray Dawkins, aka Raul, aka the human illusionist, must feel pretty bad. He must. Like, I like how they make the first two deaths look like an accident. Mm-hmm. But Raul also should have known something was going wrong. I'm sorry. There's got to be a difference in the feel of a sword that's collapsing or going right past somebody and one that's going through somebody. Yeah, it's got to make that feel right away. You got to, like, it would take some effort. Yeah. Poor Ashley, though. He didn't do anything. No, poor Ashley. He's raising money for charity. Yep. Running a restaurant. Yep. Shooting at the world's worst design gun club. Yep. And he gets he gets speared. He gets shish kebobbed at the circus. Yeah. He's a member of his community. Mm-hmm. He's working with charity. He's trying to get this land deal. Wait a minute. What land deal? What secret clown room? Things dropped in in the last Lots five Lots of minutes. extras. And so what did you think of the scene in the end where Daniela is up on the platform and comes down the silk? Well, it's not her. Well, duh. Yeah. But I, I think it was, like, nice. Because as we joke, a lot of these shows end up with stop or I'll say stop again. Mm-hmm. Oh, you put down the weapon, goodbye. Yeah. Like, it was at least something new. Yeah. I just like that she proves she still got it. Yeah. And you I know? like that, too. Like, she, she was an acrobat of some renown with her sister, and she still got it. And it's kind of a tribute to her sister, I guess. And she really, she doesn't care if she dies. I mean, if, if she messes it up and she dies, what's, you know, she yeah. doesn't really lose and anything. And they kind of do this weird Keystone Cops thing at the end where they're like, it's this person. No, it's this person. No. Well, because so many of them have done yeah. stuff wrong. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Moisten is selling blood on the black market, and he's a thief, and he's a psycho clown. Yep. Joe has forged documents, ripped off a family, ripped off an insurance company. Yep. Daniela has killed three people, yep. two on purpose, kind of, and one by accident and didn't do anything to help him. Who's going to run the farm? Freya? Oh, okay. Before we get to what happens after the episode. Mm-hmm. Okay. The whole thing, right? <laughs> also, did you notice how Raul gets found out by Freya? No. He find, she finds him in bed with a oh with the with blonde a, with the and blonde she bonks with, him on the head with a big metal ball. Mom, mom, I got a sex scene. <laughs> yeah, I get to be under Raul Ray, the human illusionist. So then we reach the climax, right, <laughs> of the episode. <laughs> Weird. Everybody gets taken away. Why do they have a John Lee record, the Hooker record? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It makes no sense design-wise. Talked about her daughter. Okay, she gets taken away. Mm-hmm. Before we do after the episode, mm-hmm. we have to do the horrible thing that Sarah and Fleur, Fleur do, do to, to Barnaby. It's not fair. It is not fair. You mom, can't, mom, I got a clown part. You can't <laughs> force aversion therapy on somebody. No. My dad learned that lesson. He is notably <laughs> upset. Notably. So I have to I have to tell yeah, you guys, so, I am severely arachnophobic. Yeah. Like if I see a spider, I throw up. Like it's bad. It's bad. And at one point I have killed many spider like looking pieces of thread in this house. Yeah. 
because it, it yeah no it just can't yep. no it's bad so when arachnophobia the movie came out my dad thought it would be a good idea to take me to see it so this is in the 80s movie about spiders about what it's about it's all spiders yes. all the time all, all the full time. screen spiders yep I threw up in the popcorn box yeah. about five minutes into the movie and we left. Yeah. You cannot inflict aversion therapy on somebody. They have to no. want to do it. Floor and Sarah are being cruel here. So cruel. It's not nice. It is so not nice. I, I don't like it. I kind of do wish we learned why Barnaby doesn't like clowns. I do wish that. Like what I was the inciting was incident that bothered him? Yeah. Yeah. But we don't get a that. A flashback to him. Something. And him and Tom at the circus. Something. <laughs> As little boys or something. Something. <laughs> All right. So you ready for after the credits? Okay. Yeah. We got to do best corpse first. And he did that. He went in that crazy clown room. Yeah. Like John Barnaby is the bravest soul of this episode. I, so I'm, I find some clowns creepy, but not all that creepy. So I imagine if that room was pictures of spiders instead of clowns, how upset I would be. Yeah. And I would be really upset. And if you thought it would be helpful to me or funny to have a car of giant spiders pull up in our front lawn and leer at me through our window, I would not be happy with you. I wouldn't do it. Of course you wouldn't do it. You wouldn't be like, here's Linda and her collection of tarantulas coming over to our house. It's phobia. I would be out the back door and gone. It's phobia. (laughs) And I'm not going to say this is a mental illness because I don't think phobia is a mental illness. No. Right? It is a mental situation, right? Because phobias come from all sorts of natural Mm -hmm. things like fear of heights, yeah. Why do we have a fear of heights? Because people fall down and right. they die. Yeah, because right. you should be afraid of heights. So everyone has a little bit of fear of heights. Yeah. Most people overcome it, but some people don't, right? So it's not a mental illness, but this is cruel and yeah. played for a joke. Yeah. And I don't like it. No. I don't I like it. I think it's mean. It, they, they would have been better than this. If they were giant spiders piling out of the car, I would be out of there. Yeah. And so would everybody else. <laughs> Especially if they could drive. Best corpse. (laughs) (laughs) Nice corpse. So we've got Aucho, Curtis, and Ashley. Yeah. I'm going to give it to Curtis because he has to hang on a hook. He's hanging on that hook pretty well. Looking all blue and everything. Yep. And he has to fall into the chute and go Aucho, through it. we barely see. Yeah. And Ashley does a good dying. Yeah. But he's, we barely see his dead body. I'm going to give it to, to Curtis then. Yep. All right. After the credits, the farm gets sold to somebody who can run it. Okay, boy. Okay. Okay. First of all, Because Freya is not, hick, it's not sticking around to Daniela is going to jail. Right. Raul is at least getting fined. Oh, I think he's going to jail. I think he might go to jail. I think Joe's going to jail. You think Joe's going to jail? For a little bit. I think. Yeah. He might go a little bit. Moisten's going to jail. Yeah. Okay. That leaves. Freya and Harry. Freya, Harry, and Sophia. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. And Freya has that giant pig farm. Yeah. She and is, Harry's not going to run it for she her. She is selling that. Oh, yeah. In in a second. Right. And she can't even sell it to Ashley because he's dead. No, I'm hoping that Harry and Sophia support each other. Support each other and create the dark circus. Yes. Okay. Because that would be awesome. Uh, but Les is also left. I think he yeah, sobers up and uh, retires. Retires. Hopefully. Moves to Florida. Yeah. Goes back to hanging out with Thomas the Tank Engine. Maybe. <laughs> Goes back to looking like an academic wearing glasses and a goatee. Yes. And you stops say, wearing that obnoxious shirt. 
You say you have a horrible movie for me. I do. Oh, boy, do I have a horrible movie for you. This movie is terrible. Ha, I bet Mark's seen it. This movie is from 2008. Okay. And Andrew Knott, who plays Moisten yes. in this, or Mostin, or however you want to say it, is, is in this movie. <laughs> Andrew Knott. He's moist. Yes. With pig blood. Yes. The tagline for this film is, fear is infectious. Okay. Okay. 2008. I will now read you the synopsis. Okay. Anna is an ambitious young archaeologist. She desperately needs the kudos of an important find, but her work is ruined when the authorities suddenly shut down the old hospital in which she's working. Plague spores contaminate its medieval foundations. Anna's convinced that this ancient plague site holds an even darker secret. In her research, she has stumbled on a murderous pattern of unexplained child deaths. But this is a very cold case. The children disappeared in 1665, the year of the Great Plague. The only way out is for Anna to confront the plague doctor. Can she destroy him and stop his evil spreading like a plague epidemic in today's world? Time is her enemy and death is only the beginning. Have you seen this film? No, I have not, which is weird because I love plague doctors. I know. It is called The Sick House. The Sick House. I it's at Lud- Ludgate Hospital and Sanitarium in London is where it's supposed s- to be set. don't even remember seeing them. I trailer can't tell you anybody else who's in it because they are kind of no-name actors. Wow. But this archaeologist is like, no, no, we've got to dig. And they're like, okay, but there's plague spores there. Like, yeah. you could get plague. Something that really happens. And you could still get plague yeah. from those spores. And she's like, but I got to find my big thing so I can get published. And this is why, <laughs> this is why the CDC and places like that keep plague because they have to have antidotes, uh, and, antidotes and, treatments. Yeah. and treatments for people like this. Yeah, it's why pestis is what they run into in the movie. Oh. But she she doesn't care about that no. until the plague doctor shows up. Nice. <laughs> nice. One point for me. Yes. One. I thought maybe you'd seen that one since it was only 2008 and it's on Netflix. No. So I figured you probably watched it. No, I haven't. <laughs> Ruined our Netflix recommendations. Yes. So our next episode is season 21, episode one, The Point of Balance. Yes. It's a dance episode in They're which we dancing. get to see John Barnaby dance. And winter dance. Mm-hmm. They both dance. And they're pretty good. Yep. Winter's pretty good. Yep. And it's the first episode that we have done a prior mini episode so you, about. You watch the mini episode. Listen to the mini episode. Spoiler you, free. It's not going to ruin it. Then you watch the episode. Mm-hmm. Then you listen to next week's podcast. podcast. Yes, because yep. we will be back next week. Uh, we can find Midsummer Maniacs on Twitter, Instagram, and email, as well as the Facebook groups for Midsummer and Acorn and the subreddit. Uh, remember to like and subscribe on YouTube and hit the bell. So, until then. Bye, Maniacs. Bye, Maniacs. Wow, we really got pedantic there. I hope everybody followed along. We did indeed.